Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but your study trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Good afternoon, everyone. We're going to stop to pump the brakes right there. I just want to give uh, uh, one minute to Big Boy upstairs. You know, it's my belief, and I hope it is yours, too, that uh, if it's his will, you know, we can make it another day because some crazy stuff going out there in the world right now. You know, so we don't even want to talk about politics and religion and all that other good stuff. But anyway, welcome to the show. This is Canada Player Play, and I'm your host, uh, Lamont Patterson. I want to just thank all our loyal listeners for uh, hanging in with us for this past, you know, 13 years or so. It's, um, you know, we're the station that's known for innovative topics. You know, we try to perpetuate, you know, positive propaganda and get people thinking and help to correct their lies and totally all that good stuff. But anyway, we have a, a great show for you lined up. Uh, today we have Brent Blankenship is going to be joining us And um, we're going to be talking about her book And uh, some stuff that I'm very interested in And we're going to be talking about all that stuff um, uh, In one moment here uh, Matter of fact, let me see if she's in the building Brent, are you with us? I am Hey, thank you so much for having me on today and uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to, to come through and uh, share with us about your book and uh, your fantastic career and all that good stuff. Great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, Brent Blankenship is with us, who's the author of The Limitless Soul. And um, we're going to be talking about hidden no regression case studies in the past, present, and future lives. Uh, Brand is the founder and executive director of the Brave Center located in North Carolina. She's also a certified master hypnotherapist and an international instructor and author. And, um, Brand, I'm going to let you kick in from there, you know, because I can go on for a few minutes. And i got a question. Can anybody be hypnotized? If you are of sound mind and body, yes, you can be hypnotized. Oh, stop. I'm in trouble already. <laughs> Golly, you could at least said a few more things before you said that first one. <laughs> well, the style of hypnosis that I do is transpersonal hypnotherapy, and you are taking yourself into that deeper state. So the hypnotherapist is guiding you and giving you instructions, but you're letting yourself let go, and you're going into that state. So if you can't focus or if you can't follow instructions, or get comfortable with someone guiding you, then you may have a little difficulty with that. But most people do really well. Oh, thank you for giving me a little hope. <laughs> I, I feel like if you. you were in my chair, you would do really well. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> you all right, all right. You all right already. Well, Brynn, <laughs> tell us, um, uh, what? Uh, how did you become interested? Well, first of all, what is past life regression? Past life regression is um, where the client goes into a deeper state of awareness to explore the mysteries of their soul's incarnations. 
So in that deeper state, they have access not only to current life memories, current life information about themselves, but they have access to information about all of their incarnations. You know, you your mind at a deep level holds a memory of everything that you've ever experienced in your life. But it also holds mm. memories at a soul level of every experience that your soul has ever had in its different incarnations. So most of those memories are stored away and we don't need to retrieve them but there are times where you, something's happening that a memory needs to be retrieved so that it can um, be looked at in a different light to clear up something that may be happening now that's holding you back or overcome fear, feel more connected to your spiritual self, you know, your reason for being here. So past life regression... Some people talk about past life regression as something that you go into a past life and you just kind of explore the past life. And you and I can do that with a client. But I work with past lives to help it pull up some information about yourself now that you're repeating a pattern in your current life and it's showing you that past life story so that you can see the pattern more clearly, understand it more deeply and then change that in your current life so that you're not moving forward with the weight of all that stuff, weighing your spirit down, weighing your mind down. Wow, that's interesting. I was just thinking today, um, we're working on this TV program, and I was trying to recall some stuff that I did in junior high school and elementary school, and I was having difficulties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting what we can pull up. And, um, you know, when I'm around family, I, I, I've I always had a memory. Like, I've always been able to remember things, and I'll just pull things out of the air that I remember, and they all stop and look at me, and they're like, how do you know that? <laughs> because, because my memories are, like, up at the surface. They're just right there. Um, but that memory from, from high school or junior high, it's in there. If you sit quietly with it, it'll bubble up to the surface, too. You know, we access this through hypnosis, but you can also access it through meditation, through your dreams. You know, there it's there to be, to be retrieved. When did you decide, uh, when did you decide this was the path that you wanted to take? Well, you know, I've always had an interest in reincarnation and where we come from. I used to wonder why we're here. And even when I was a little girl, we would go to church and the preacher would talk about life everlasting and how we go on to greener pastures. And so I can remember being four years old coming out of the church and he would say to me and to my mom, um, hey, how did you enjoy the sermon? And he would look down at me and, you know, it would be rude not to answer an adult when they ask you a question so I would just look at the preacher and say, well, you said that we have life everlasting. Where do we come from? And my mother would be horrified. And the preacher, you know, I just couldn't get a, a clear answer. But I was really serious. I wanted to know where we come from. It just was something that was on my mind at a very young age. And then I grew up and um, moved into a traditional career path. But I always wanted to be an actress. So I started studying acting and ended up going out to L.A. And before I went out to L.A., I worked with a hypnotherapist. I had I quit my, my day job at that point and was just trying to further my acting career. So I wanted, I knew, I just always knew I'd lived before. So I went to a hypnotherapist to explore what was holding me back from a past life in my acting career now anything that was holding me back. And I did a couple of sessions, and then in one of those sessions, it sent me into what's called a precognitive session, a future progression. And so I went in for a past life, but it sent me into a future scene, and I saw myself standing in this prairie prairie grass. I was in the prairie grass. There were rolling hills. There was a tree at the bottom of the hill. There were orchard, orchards of apples, um, apple trees, 
but I knew that those trees were metaphorical, the uh, the apples actually on the trees. I knew they were metaphorical, and I was walking through that orchard having my pick. So I came out of that session, and you know I was living on the East Coast, and out of the blue, one of my friends who had moved out to L.A. five years before, she called me up and she said, Bryn, you need to come out here. I think you would do really well. So I got everything lined up to go, and I was ready to go, and fear set in. I mean the kind of fear that paralyzes your feet to the ground. And I had no reason not to go. I had it all lined up. So someone sat me down and talked to me and said, look, you've wanted this for a very long time. You've been studying. You're ready. You need to go do this. If you don't do this, you're going to regret it. And so I sat with myself and just thought about that and then picked myself up and packed up the car and drove out to L.A. And I knew about an acting school. Another one of my friends had told me about this acting school. And it just happened to be right down the street from my friend's apartment. So I joined that acting class. Somebody saw me in acting class and told their agent about me. She signed me on the spot. And then it was my job to audition. So I would take acting classes and then audition. And where I used to go on a couple of auditions a month, I was going on three or four a day. So I was in heaven. Like, that was exciting for me. And then I started booking work. So I did, you know, I did a lot of commercials and some film, a little bit of TV and film, a lot of commercials. And I always played these quirky commercials, quirky characters. And so one day I'm on the set on location in the Grapevine north of L.A. And I have my trailer. Yes, yes. I have my trailer, star on the door, got my name on the door. I'm feeling pretty good about myself at this point. And we were filming. We filmed one segment, and I was in my street clothes because it was time for me just to be relaxing for a little bit. And I'm standing there in my Birkenstock sandals, and somebody walked up and said, hey, you better watch out. There could be snakes in this grass. And I looked down at my feet. I looked up. I had like a deja vu moment back into that session, which had been about a year before. It had been about a year since that session. And there were the rolling hills, the grass, those um, trees. They didn't have apples, but they looked just like the scene that I had seen myself standing in back in that session. And I just, I knew, I knew all it had taken for me to get there. And not just the year but all the years leading up to that, to have the courage to leave my day job, you know, that career, to step out in the unknown, but with a plan, and then to follow my gut and my instincts, you know, the artist, the way that artists do. And then you have to learn and you pick yourself up and you overcome and you get through it and you get more clarity. So as I was out there, I was out there for a couple of years, and then I decided I wanted to be behind the scenes and help others. If I could do that for me, what could I do for other people? So then I decided, I studied hypnosis, decided to come home, bring that home with me. And then um, I studied regression. So I would travel to wherever my teachers were. I would go to them and then bring that work home with me. So it was, it was, you know, it wasn't a straight line getting to this part of the path. But as, as often the messages that come through these sessions are about, they will tell you that sometimes the long way is the short way. You have to follow your heart and your head together. And sometimes the long way gets you there faster, even though it's not a straight path. So I went on to study with Roger Wolger. Roger Roger is really well known for um, ancestral work, subtle bodies that carry stored memory patterns in the body, and then using that, um, pulling those subtle memories that are stored in the physical body up to transform longstanding physical issues and emotional issues. But then I learned about Michael Newton, and Michael Newton He was a pioneer in the field of regression, life between lives, and he he worked with the between and 
um, the map of the spirit world and giving us insight into the pre-birth planning that occurs before we incarnate. And I, I just, I was on a study track with Roger Wolger and it switched over with Michael Newton, helped Michael Newton start the Newton Institute, worked with him for many years on his board, board of directors, as well as an instructor. And then at some point I branched off and, um, you know, I've been teaching, I've been teaching my own courses for many years too. And then at some point I left the Newton Institute board to, to do more of this work for myself. And then I also studied with Brian Weiss, and he's really well-known as well for his past life therapeutic work. Wow, so I'd kind of like step. to know who I was before today. <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing how being in that deeper state, you can pull up this information about yourself, and then things start to make sense. Like why you're drawn to the things you're drawn to, and why you're... Um, repelled by some of the things that you're repelled by, you know, why you have an aversion to certain things. You know, this is not in the book, but I had a client recently who had a fear of cats and uh, terrified of a house cat. And under hypnosis, we uncovered more about a past life where she had been killed by a cat. It was an accident. She worked with cats, the big cats, over in Africa, and uh, worked with cats and elephants, like tigers, leopards, and elephants. And one time, one of the big cats swiped, it was a, she was a he in the past life, swiped at him and killed him. But it was out of instinct. It wasn't out of malice. And once this client went into that past life and was able to connect to that, that fear started to subside about cats, the worries. It just kind of neutralized. So sometimes we have that carryover for other things that we carry forward as well. I don't know, Brand. I think if a cat had got me in my past life, I'd probably remember it too. <laughs> we might be a little, <laughs> little leery of it, right? Yeah, so, I think that might have been one of those real carryovers there. <laughs> so if someone's a musician, so, it's it's no surprise that they've had past lives. But they also worked with music and energy and vibration, sounds, you know. There's no surprise because maybe it's a theme that they're working on for many lifetimes, all aspects of music or energy. Makes you think, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's, that's some heavy stuff, you know. And you went from from acting to regression. Yes. So my style of regression, soul expression, spiritual regression, is a technique that I've developed. And CESAR is the acronym for that. And what, what this does is in a deeper state of awareness, it allows you a magnification of your soul and your current mind and body. So it helps you tune in to that deeper level of your soul with more clarity for for messages, for guidance, but it also helps you to identify and review the past and the future simultaneously from the perspective of current life with direct guidance from your soul and your spiritual team so that you can move through your issues, identify negative patterns, and just move through your issues more clearly, more quickly, because you're having direct access to yourself. So I'm not reading you. I'm not a psychic reader. The client is in the chair reading themselves in that deeper state. And then they're having a deep, a, a clearer understanding of themselves, their attributes, you know, their special gifts. Here's something that happens a lot too. You know, when you can do, if you're a good people person, you might take that for granted because you're good at working with people. You might think everybody can do that, but they can't. Or if someone is a good cook, you know, they might think, well, that's just everyday life. But everybody's not a good cook. So some of the things that people are really naturally good at, they discount because they're not recognizing that as a soul gift. And they're not. Maybe they're good with children. 
being a good leader and guide for children because children listen to them. Teenagers listen to them and, you know, choose better options and better paths because they listened to that person. That person might not recognize what a good, an important gift and skill that is to guide young people, but it is. Do you find that, do you find that to be common uh, amongst people in general, that a lot of people go through uh, their lives and really not understanding or knowing what their gift is? Yes, and that's why they come. They want to know more about their life's purpose, why they're here, Sometimes they already know their life purpose, but they want more clarity. They want to know if there's something else that they should be doing. So they may, so with that with that awareness, you know, the assessor is an assessment at the current stage of your life, and it's tuning in to your guides, that that team that works with us while we're down here to help direct us, give us clarity, give us um a clearer understanding of who we are, why we're here, that we are loved. We are loved and we're not alone. But we're here, each of us is here for, for a purpose. We're here on purpose for a purpose. Each and every one of us. And each one of us is, is part of that divine plan. We're not here by accident. I really loved your theme song because we really are... We are part of that plan. Each one of us is needed. Yes. Boy, but that is the big, big, big question. Why are we here and what's our purpose? Yes. And so in these sessions, what we're doing is we're awakening you to the truth that you already knew about yourself. At a deep level, you already know this about yourself, but then your mind can explain it away, it'll analyze it away, you know, some some gifts. (laughs) Yeah, I see society doing that, look, I see society doing that every day, causing you to to question the stuff that that you already know the real, but you tend to question it because you're listening to what someone else is saying. Exactly. And you're letting someone talk you out of something that you know to be true about yourself. You know, a person that's emotional and has feelings, we're told that that's bad. Oh, you shouldn't show your emotions, shouldn't be vulnerable. That's your biggest blessing, to open up your heart to another person and let them feel you. You know, Earth is an emotional planet. It's not easy being here. But managing our emotions on this planet is half the battle. So when we can get clear, then we're not going to get sucked into things, situations. We're just going to be clearer about who we are and where we want to be. And that pathway starts to open up better and better to move us along the way, just like it did for me in L.A. You know, I worked on that for a very long time, seeing it, feeling it, staying on track with it. You know, if you don't get the reward right away, sometimes people want to give up. But you have to stick with the bigger plan while you're working out the details. you got to do some of the heavy lifting while you're waiting for the bigger opportunity to come along. But when it comes along, you're prepared because you did the groundwork along the way to get you there. So these sessions are about that and helping people with whatever their goals are whatever it is they're they're wanting to work on for their lives and what they need. I guess I'm trying to formulate a question. I know it's kind of outside <laughs> the box because sure. everything so far you're saying is pretty much once a person has came to the conclusion that they need to reach out for some place, uh, some person such as yourself, um, you know, to guide them down that path. But I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to say, seems to me a lot of people just stuck on stupid. I know that's a bad way to say it, but they know that they need to do something, but it's almost like there's a hurdle there to get past that. And I was trying to, I was listening to what you were saying, how you got past that point, you know, from 
knowing that you needed to go to school, knowing that you needed to take acting classes, knowing that, I mean, just being proactive, period. I mean, right, right, right. So I'm, I'm trying to find uh, that catalyst that people that listen to the show can know that, look, look, you, you, you can't be just sitting at the, the light and it's green and you're not going, you're not doing something. Right. Get on that path. So, so, um, you know, clients figure this out in sessions, but the more work they've done on their own before they come in for the session, even more information comes through in session. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, so what happens is you have guidance, you have help that's available, and when you can get clearer away from that mind chatter, you can tune into that even without coming in for a session. You can do this in your quiet times. So in the book, I have case studies from my actual client sessions. And at the end of each chapter, I have an exercise for the reader to kind of help them start to open up to their own soul's guidance and what that means. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we have a soul, I'm going to break it down. We have a soul advisory council. So you have a team that works with the bigger picture and helps you before you get here. Then you have your, your guide, your individual guide that is there to help you with the details. But they can't make you do it. They can provide information. They can kind of nudge you. They can kind of, you know, help. They can guide you in the right direction, but they can't make you do it, and you pick up what you need to pick up, in, you know, in a situation they can get you to they can get you part of the way but your role is to stay open to that guidance and to ask for help so when you pray and ask for help you're sending a message up to your team for what you need and they're answering that prayer but you have to notice you have to be aware when that answer comes because it may not come in the form that you thought but you're getting your prayers answered and then you get better at having that communication with your guides. And it's this is all about improving your relationship with yourself, improving your own relationship with yourself, putting yourself in good situations with good people, knowing the difference between those situations that were harmful or not helpful, looking for the messages that are coming through. Like... For me, it was a sign when I was in acting class, and that agent wanted to see me. I mean, I'd had I had agents before, you know, but in L.A., not as easy to get an agent. Now I could have procrastinated. <laughs> exactly, I could have procrastinated. I could have I could have whatever. But when they said we want to see you, I said, okay, you tell me what I need to do, and I will go do it. And I made the appointment, and we talked, and. I auditioned, and they hired me on the spot, and then my job was to go audition, and they sent me on all kinds of things that I didn't want to do, but I had to do it because that's the that's the way it works. So, so that was what I did for acting, but then I had to turn around and start all over again with um, hypnosis, learn, you know, go to school for that, learn a new skill, learn how to do that. And then bring that around to where, you know, I got good at it. And then I started, my, my sessions started changing and kind of going into their own thing. And so, you know, I learned with each client. And I've, I've had thousands of clients. And, you know, each one has taught me something amazing. But all of that is connecting with my soul self for what I'm here to do. So clients and, and, can... And, and. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, and do you, you feel this is it, or, or what, what else is next for you, or this year's Well, I guess moving into the writing, you know, for me it started, I went from a hypnotherapist doing sessions to teaching, and then I started teaching internationally, and then, you know, I'd written a couple of chapters, I have a chapter in Michael Newton's book, and a chapter in Brian Weiss's book, but then it was time for me to write my own book. So I would say that moving into that um, that area 
is opening up more and more um, with the writing. I know you had mentioned, uh, mentioned uh, Michael Newton a couple times. Was uh, was he one of your teachers, one of your instructors? Yes, he was one of my. He he. I consider Michael Newton passed a couple of years ago, and I consider him a dear friend, mm-hmm. and um, just you know more than a teacher. He just was such a a wonderful person, and the work that he introduced to this field and to to um, the general public through his books um, just helped open up people to understanding more about the pre-planning that happens before we get here. You know, everything is by design. It's not random that we're here. We're not random beings just running around the planet, like, chaotically. There really is a plan. And when you can get clearer, you can understand more about your place in the world and why you're here. And then other people are learning more about why they're here. And then they're opening up to that deeper part of themselves. And and doing this helps to overcome worry and fear. Helps you be more in the present moment, more open to opportunity. It lifts the weight of that heaviness off of your spirit and helps you learn to listen because you're co-creating with your soul's guidance. You know, bringing in that soul energy, you're co-creating with that spiritual part of yourself. So there's more trust, there's more faith. Does that make sense? It's a, yeah, I just sound like peace in general. Yes. When you when you have the perspective the of past life, it helps you know that you've done this before. So you don't worry about those little things. Yes, we have to make money. We have to put a roof over our head, food on the table, all of that. But when you can step back from the bigger plan, you can see that you've done this before. You're doing it now. So you can maybe enjoy it a little bit more, relax, have a little bit more peace as you do it, and not stress out about every single little thing. Not It's not easy to do, is it? No, Brandon, it's kind of scary. It, it, look, it's <laughs> kind of scary, Brandon, because I've had some some outlandish thoughts, boy. You know, it's like I say, wow. Um, I wonder in my past life um, did I get assassinated because of my political views, and then I, that was Possibly. a crazy thought. And I said, and I said, well, man, you know, I might have been a cowboy Indian chief because I like horses and all kind of crazy stuff. So I've had some some thoughts to cross my mind and say, okay, maybe this is why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Yes. Maybe this is a safer way to do it instead of getting assassinated, right? Yeah. You know what? I've been always kind of afraid for some reason to, to, to be hypnotized. Well, that's, that's understandable. I understand that a lot, but I understand that, you know, um, a lot of actors that I've talked to, you know, they've kind of um, had classes. But I know there's just a fear for some people. Yes. Well, I guess because of television. Exactly. <laughs> I guess because of television, you know, when you hypnotize somebody and then somebody starts acting like a duck on stage. <laughs> right. Now, that's stage hypnosis. <laughs> or barking or something. That is stage yeah. hypnosis, and that is real. Those people are in a trance. Those people, however, they are somnambulists, and that personality type, which is called a somnambulist, they will go under bigger, better, faster than somebody else. So they know that they're for a stage show. They, They know the purpose is to have fun and entertainment. That's different than when you're coming in for this kind of a session. But oh, okay. I have worked with actors, that. directors. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's understandable that people would be afraid of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they also aren't going to make you do something that you don't want to do. Like, you want to be, you want to have okay. fun, you want to bark like a dog, cluck like a chicken. Because <laughs> it's all in good fun. I got some crazy good front friends. <laughs> <laughs> Did you well, see I've the worked with last night quacking like a duck. Uh, 
What was that? I, I can see I can see my friends now. See, did oh. you see Lamont last night quacking like a duck? <laughs> well, when people call me up and ask me if I do that, I explain that I'm not that kind of a hypnotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make my clients do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless they want to. Right. Well, listen, let me say this real quick, Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. For those who just joined the show, um, we're talking to Brand Blankenship, and um, I see the switchboards lit up. I mean, if you have any questions or would like to chime in and uh, ask something or speak on something, don't be afraid. Just press number one on your phone, let us know that you're there, and we'll be glad to um, let you join in and ask your questions, and you might find out who to who you used to be, who you might be today, and might even find out who you might be tomorrow. So just press number one on your phone and let us know you're there. Thank you. All right, Brent. Just had to put that out there. Well, I was going to ask you, um, would you like me to talk a little? We got somebody. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Oh, yeah. Let me see who this is. 702, you're on. Yeah, this is Keith Davis. How you doing? I'm doing good, hey. Mr. Davis. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Hey, um, the the conversation is is uh, very uh, unique, and um, I, what I'm getting out of this is 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 just like being in the universe. You know what what you think, you know, is really what comes out of it. If you just keep it moving, and life just keeps going. I remember. Years ago, I always say that I wanted to run and help elderly people or a home or whatever. And right now, I don't do that with elderly. I deal with other people and, and here in California. And what I thought back then is what I'm doing now. And I even thought about one day being a millionaire. And I think that will happen one day before I leave here. But I think just think your conversation is great. It's right on. It talks about you know, a person, what they believe, what they can conceive and believe they can achieve. And I've seen um, Lamont do just awesome things. But there's one thing I haven't seen him do, and that is quack like a duck. So that's maybe <laughs> one thing I'd love to see him do. We can arrange that. So, okay. So I just wanted, I just wanted to say this is a, uh, a wonderful show. And, and for, so, for those who – Definitely, you know, want to know more about that. Uh, this this is definitely the show for them to learn. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call, Mr. Davis. You're welcome. Thank you for that. And you see what he was saying about how he stuck with it, and he's not doing it exactly the way he thought, but he's still doing it, and he can recognize what he's doing, he, you know, what he put out there and how it's starting to happen. And see, the focus is not on the money. The focus is on the doing. I always wanted to make a lot of money doing the acting so I could start a wellness center. And then I said, wait a minute, why don't I just go start a wellness center? (laughs) Like, why do I have to do all of that? Why don't I just go do that? At some point, I woke up to that dream, and it took time, but I've been able to make that happen. Wow. I guess I can kind of re- relate to that too because I've been stuck in the music and now I'm in the film and the TV. But I've always uh, chased the money, but I always said that I always wanted to get the money because I wanted to go play. And and what I mean by going to play is, you know, I want to, you know, travel the world with no financial responsibility and uh, go deep deep sea fishing because I don't want to do that no more, which I don't know how long that would be. But, you know, just be totally exactly. free. Because it, you have sense. that freedom. When you have that financial freedom, you can go do that and play. But when you can get into that mindset and feel freer, even though you don't have the money yet, when you can lighten your mindset, you can focus on your goals. When you're down, weighed down by worry and fear and shame and guilt, and those are heavy emotions. Hypnosis is a great way to lift that up off of you so that you can focus on the moment, the present moment that you're in and how you want to spend that time. 
What are you going to do with today? How can you get the most out of today and bring yourself the most joy and still be responsible to all the people in your life that you need to be responsible to? Wow, that's hip, too. That's great stuff, too. So tell our listeners, uh, Bren, where they can go get your book and stuff. Well, my book, The Limitless Soul, is available on Amazon, and it just came out last month, and it is a number one hit on Amazon, number one hot new release, so I'm very excited about that. And oh, congrats. That's thank hot. you. Thank you. Um, it is really doing well, and um, you can connect with me through my website, brynblankenship.com, B-R-Y-N, B-L-A-N-K-I-N-S-H-I-P.com. And um, if you come out this way, we'll take you deep sea fishing. I'm on the East Coast down in North Carolina. <laughs> not every, not every, not yeah. all the, not all the listeners, but you, Lamont, if you want to come out. We'll okay, well, fishing. be careful what you ask for because I'm, <laughs> Cause I'm that's a big boat. Fishing, you know? We'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> right, look, I love some fishing, so be careful of that one. So, 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 Brand, when people finish, um, I know you know we were talking a little bit about people being nervous or something, you know, um, to be hypnotized. Though, but when people come to to your sessions, uh, I mean, how do you uh, um, calm them down, or um, I mean, you know, ease their fear? Well, it's normal, you know, it's, it's usually one of two things. They're nervous to be hypnotized or they're nervous or excited about what's going to come through in the session. So we'll use music, we use um, my voice, progressive relaxation, breathing. We use various techniques to guide the client into that deeper state because being too excited or anticipating too much of what's going to happen, that can get in the way of just allowing that clear connection. And there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, your your mind's not going to reveal to you anything that you're not ready to accept. In fact, it's quite the opposite. You're being guided to have these sessions at this time in your life because there's something that it's time for you to awaken to about yourself, to be reminded of or know about. You know, um, one of the case studies in the book is called The Gifts Brought With You. And, you know, many of my clients talk about this, but this one particular client, she described it so wonderfully um, that we come in with this invisible suit when we're born that's tailored just for you. And it's going to have in it what you're going to need for that lifetime. And, you know, our soul advisory council, our guides, they help us to create this suit, which she described as the birthday suit. And it's that invisible suit with all of your attributes, your memories sewn into that suit that joins with the body, and then it's there, and those memories are able to be accessed when it's time. You know, as we move along our path, those different pieces are available to us when we need them. And in, in that session, she was told that her gift is, is joy. She brings joy to those around her. And this is a really dark time, or dark might not be the right word, but a dense time, chaotic time in our um, period on earth for many people. And right. just by talking to her, she lifts them up, and she has compassion. Those are her gifts. And in a past life, she didn't speak up, and someone that she cared about died. And so this time, that person is back in her life, and she's here to speak up. You know, she doesn't, in the past life, we don't know what would have happened had right. she spoken up. Okay. But because she didn't speak up for the person that she loved, he died, and then she died from guilt. She pretty much just went off and withered away because she knew that she had the opportunity to possibly save him. But even in that situation, her guides told her, you don't know if it would have saved his life or not, but you didn't try. So she's learning to get over that and speak up more in situations. 
but she's here to bring joy and compassion. And so, you know, that's what I mean about gifts. People don't recognize how important that is. How many times have you had a bad day and someone in the checkout line said something to you that just lifted your day? Or maybe you were in the checkout line at the grocery store and you could see that that clerk was having a hard time and people were picking on them, telling them to hurry up. And you take a moment and you say, you just take your time and you smile at them. That changes the whole rest of their day. It just I usually energy. say, I usually say, I usually say something silly to them to make them laugh. Yeah. You know, you know they'll look at me and say, "He didn't just say that, did he?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I, I think it's something just way out, way out there, something really stupid, and then they say, "Did you just say that?" But it'll make them laugh, and that's right there. You can see it changes their little mood because they just got through cussing somebody out. Exactly. And people are impatient, you know, and they, I get it. you got places to be, but don't take out your stuff on other people. Right. But, you know, those right. are the ways. And these sessions, they're helping to empower the client. They're helping to empower, empower them to build confidence, to trust themselves. It's a little spiritual recharge that, that takes place in the session, and I call it a soul recalibration. You're aligning more with your soul to overcome that fear and remember who you are and why you're here. And all souls are important. All souls are equal. You know, there are no small souls. Now, here when we incarnate, you know, we have different roles and different monetary levels and all of those things, and we judge people and all of that. But when we're not in these bodies... There's more equality. There's, there's just a beautiful existence. And there's a lot of activity that takes place in the spirit world. You know, we have jobs over there, too. We don't just sit around doing nothing. <laughs> we have things to do, places to go. But it's all part of that bigger plan. We're all cosmically which connected. We, and which a lot of people need to plug into because their souls and their spirits aren't quiet. Right. They're not settled. You know, there's another story in the book. It's called Taking the Path of Contemplation. And this was a story about a a young man who his younger brother was killed in a horse accident. Um, Right off the top of my head, I don't remember what time period this was, but I think it was the 1600s. But it was over in Europe. And his younger brother was killed, and his mother was grieving so hard, and she just shut down. And so did his father. He was more stoic about it. But then three years later, when the plague came through, his mother died, but she didn't have anything left to fight with. She was still grieving the loss of her son. So his, both parents and the younger brother died, so he joined the church and became a monk. And he was really, really angry at God. And here he is, he's studying to be a monk. And he said, you know, this is not a good thing. I'm really mad at God. So he would sit under this tree, and he called it his thinking tree. And he would ruminate over the loss of his family. And over the years, he learned to find peace. But it took him a long time, and then he enjoyed sitting under the tree because he would bring up memories of his mother making his favorite bread or making jam. And so when he was a monk, he had to find his useful purpose and how he was going to help the village and the other monks. And he, his useful purpose was making bread. He loved the smell of the bread and serving the other mm. monks. He was meticulous about that bread recipe. So in his current life, he owns a chain of pubs, and he perfects the the um, brew that he serves in his pubs. And I'm not going to give out the name here, but this is many, many years before he ever came in for a session. His chain of pubs is tied to the monk. The names of his beer are tied to... Um, monkly things. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but I made it a word. Um, you know, so he was really we, tied we to that part of himself. 
and you know what he does? He sends out energy balls to people to lift them up. He just he just lifts them up with a smile. You know, it, 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 he connects to them, and as he connects, it lifts their spirits. So it's it's just really amazing. You know, the past life information is about helping you now. And then the sessor, you do a past life session prior to with me prior to the day that we do the sessor. So somebody's coming from out of town, we'll do a past life session, and then the next day we do the sessor session. And um, that was going to be my next question. Sorry, Gwen, uh, Brand. That that was going to be my next question. If somebody lived out of state, I mean, are they just limited to your books, or are there anybody that's practicing? Uh, what you teach in other areas, or they just have to come to you? They, there's no one else that's doing sessor sessions. Um, what what tends to happen, I have an international client base, and, and people come here for the sessions. Um, the book is an opportunity to sit quietly with oneself and, and bring up some of this information, maybe in preparation for a session, or they may not ever be able to get in for a session. So the book is to give them some information to help them start to think about their place in this world and who they are. But coming in for a session, we can do it. If, if someone's from out of town, we can do it a past life on one day at the sister session on the next day to you know make it as, as, as short of a trip as possible but still get in what they need to. And then we're here by the beach, um, so they can go out and sit on the beach or walk the beach and just contemplate the session and, and let it integrate and acclimate to that, that information that comes through. These are really profound, well, profound sessions. You know, clients are experiencing tears of joy when they connect to their soul self and that higher part of themselves and understanding more about why they're here. Well, do you see yourself uh, uh, having students to teach them what you know so they can go into other areas? Yes. At some point, I do plan to do that. You know, I, I teach hypnosis certification, and I teach past life regression. I'm just not teaching Sessor at this point. I'm trying to, oh, you know, okay. trying to get it all worked out before I pass it on to other people. Right, right. I understand. You know, it just seemed like you seemed that you would have uh, a, a lot on your plate, and um, I was just wondering if you was going to give somebody else, pass it on to somebody else, and let them go do you in another state. At some point, yes. And these are my favorite sessions to do, so I love, I love, love, love doing the, this work. Yeah, I was just asking, you know, for those listeners like, yeah, well, we want to get with her, or how can we do it, or what do we have to go to get a <laughs> session, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that works for me. I know when I come to get my session, I can go fishing. <laughs> That's right. Maybe you were a fisherman in a past life. It explains yeah. why you enjoy that so. You know, I fought so hard, man, true story. Uh, I, I, I fought so hard against that, you know, some friends of mine, they kept saying, come on, Mike, let's go fishing. I said, man, I don't want to do that mess. That's what old men do. Said, I don't want to go fishing. I mean, I, I literally fought that for, for months. And uh, finally one day, you know, I gave in and went out with the guys and went at a fishing pole and, um, after that day, I think I, I was sprung after that day. So within within a week, I had three or four fishing poles. You know, within a month, I had another ten fishing poles, and it's it's been crazy ever since then. So, well, I grew up with an right uncle who had a big fishing boat, and he used to go out in Eastern Shore and take that boat out, and we would go down and visit, and he would catch bluefish and tuna. He loved it. Well, I think what I really just really found out, uh, you know, it's not so much just catching fish per se. I, 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 I do like catching more so than fishing. You know, there is a difference. But um, I think it was like the camaraderie, um, you know, the getaway. And when I got out on the boat, you know, the phones didn't work. So it, it yeah. 
yeah. force me to, you know, relax. It, it make me relax. You know, no, I can't deal with nothing else. So, um, you know, it's like like a mini vacation. Plus, I brought home the groceries. So, I thought that sure. was a win-win. You know, fresh fresh fish. A lot of people out here, you know, they don't really know what fresh fish is. They think they go to the supermarket and <laughs> uh, the fish store and they buy fish. Oh yeah, I just got fresh fish. Yeah, right. Fresh fish is when you pull it out of the water for yourself. That's fresh. Exactly. Fish. I did have some fresh fish yesterday. <laughs> right oh, out you of know the, the difference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know the well, little see, spots to you go to. That... Know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I love it. You know I love difference. it, and you need that that chance to recharge, and and not feel guilty about it, because we need right. these things as humans to recharge our spirit, to lift us up that we can go back and do the stuff that we need to do for the day-to-day. You know, the past life is not about being stuck in the past, but it's about seeing patterns that we're carrying forward. And usually we think about that as negative patterns, but there are also positive patterns that we're carrying forward, and sometimes we have to go back and be reminded of those, to bring those forward to support us now, to lift us up now. So this is about developing your connection to your soul's guidance. To your, to your intuition. Uh, I was going to say we like down to the last three minutes of the show, but can you tell us anything? I exercise uh, I listen can do real quickly to even get into a quiet moment. Yeah. So when we're thinking about the monk, there's a meditation at the end of that chapter. It's the tree meditation. Find a tree at your house, near your office, in a park. Wherever you are, find a quiet little spot in nature and find a tree. Sit with your back up against that tree. Close your eyes. Make sure you're in a safe spot. But really connect to the tree. Feel it. Let it connect to you. Let the tree absorb your stress. Let the earth beneath your body absorb the stress and let yourself feel lifted up. You know, I was reading something today that said that trees are our lungs and that we used to communicate with trees. Um, I think Rich Martini, he's a friend of mine out in L.A., I think he's the one that posted that actually, and how the tree, we would connect with it and breathe in the energy of the tree. And that's what that meditation is about, helping you to connect and clear the chatter. You know, the way in is not through the head, it's through the heart. Clear the head and let that align with your heart, and then you'll be in a clearer place to move forward and to listen. Listen to the messages coming through that deeper part of yourself. Your soul knows what you need and is going to send you what you need to guide you where you need to be. When you can learn to listen, you can save yourself a lot of time, a lot of energy. Thank you so much for that, Brian. Thank you for joining us today. And um, we're going to continue to follow you, and uh, I'll let you know when I'm coming your way. Yes. Thanks, Lamont. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Thanks to all the listeners. And there's a studio here, Wilmington, North Carolina. There's a studio. So if you make it out here, they call it um, Hollywood East. If you make it out here, look me up. I'd love to see you. Will do. Thank you so much, Brent. Thanks.
Yeah.